Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. It's episode 31. Give me three steps. As the band Leonard Skinner once said, oh, won't you give me three steps? Give me three steps, mister. Give me three steps towards the door. Well, today we're not really going to sing any Leonard Skinner for you, but we are going to discuss what the process looks like for those of you interested in selling your home and what you can expect leading up to going live on the market when listing your home for sale. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now, here's your hard-driving, hard-rocking, real estate frontman, Jason Wilcox. I'm not going to lie, Lou. I was kind of hoping, uh, knowing that you know the song, that you were going to pull out your guitar and start playing along <laughs> while you did that intro. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's. Let me guess. That's the gold package when, when when it comes to hiring you to help me with my podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, we got. We got. We have to renegotiate if we're going to be doing something like that. <laughs> Those were not in your contractual terms. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. So what's going? So how you doing, man? You all right? I I'm doing well. Um, it's 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 a crisp uh, fall season here in Pittsburgh. Not too hot, not too cold. One of my favorite times of the year. I'm absolutely loving the weather, and all is good. All is well. How about yourself? Uh, same thing. I I really do like the uh, kind of cool off a little bit from summer with the uh, yep. you know kind. Of, I, I don't mind. Um, I appreciate. Let's put it this way: jacket weather. So I put a yes. light jacket on, and it's when it's sunny and you see the pretty leaves. There, that's one thing. Those of you that may be listening from other areas, we get just amazing uh, foliage around here uh, this this time of year. So take so I so I do. I take drives uh, and go to different uh, uh, parks or whatever uh, during this time of year and and check it out do some hiking and just check out the beautiful scenery so yes it's great great time of year here yeah and if you're listening from like california or florida i hate to shock you but it actually does get cooler than 60 degrees in some parts of the country yes (laughs) yes it does um so what is a listing and why do you call it a listing that's yes. So before we decide to uh, d- dive into uh, today's uh, podcast episode, I kind of wanted to just uh, clear up some some Uh-oh. language that we use in the real estate business. So today we're talking about listings and listing is when a seller comes to us and says, hey, I want you to sell my property. I want you to put my home on the market uh, to try to find a buyer, to try to get it sold and get it to closing. We call those listings. Um, That's just a piece of terminology we use. Uh, It's when we actively put your home on the open market to try to find a buyer. I don't know why we call it a listing. I just assumed that it it sounded better than housing. Okay. (laughs) I think housing is a verb and we needed a noun. So yeah. So when we talk about listings, we're just talking about taking your property and putting it on uh, the the open market. Now, not to confuse anyone, uh, this is what took me a very long time in the real estate business to understand. So when you have a an agent that is working with a seller, they are considered the listing agent. Okay. okay. You list a home for sale. That makes sense. The buyer's agent though, is the one that bought the buyer. So 
the buyer is actually technically considered the selling agent because they were actually the one to get the house to closing because they brought it. So don't get confused. When we're talking about a selling agent, we're actually talking about the buyer's agent. And when we say a listing agent, we're talking about the seller's agent. Okay. (laughs) Fun little factoid that when you're on Jeopardy trying to win a million dollars, you'll never need to know. Um, So let's talk about your personal listing process and you say that what this is this is this is is your own thing you just you make you this is from years of experience this is how you do it or this isn't like because everything else we've talked about all the way up has been like standard you we've said many times it's a standard across the state of pennsylvania yada 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 yeah this is something you have a kind of personal input on or you do it in your own way Exactly. When we talk about taking off your shoes or, you know, not using someone else's bathroom, those are polite things that no matter who you're working with, you shouldn't do in a house or or, or you're right. It's standard across the board. Gotcha. Yeah. So today we're talking about the listing process and that's kind of the disclaimer I wanted to make. This is how I do it. Um, if you're working with another agent, if you're thinking about interviewing multiple agents when it comes to listing your home for sale, they might have a different way to do it. And that's, that's, that's completely okay. okay. Uh, it's okay to do it in a different format. This is just how I like to go about working with my sellers when it comes to listing their home. This is how I like to outline the process so that sellers who work with me know exactly what they're getting into um, before we even get into the process and know what to expect and aren't surprised um, by anything. I think somebody told me the other day, surprises are great for like birthdays and retirement parties, not uh, not when it comes to selling your most expensive <laughs> asset. <laughs> Uh, make sure a a pre-approval letter (laughs) yes exactly so yeah so today we're talking about uh the the we're talking about what you can expect when you list your home with me and what i like to do as the title implies is give me three steps i like to do a three-step listing process it's what works for me it's what works for my clients they seem to be happy and um as the old saying goes if it's not broke don't fix it okay Yep. So I guess uh, no better place to start, Lou, than step one. So what is step one? We are waiting. (laughs) So step one is the most informal uh, meeting out of all three steps. And what it comes down to is the first time I meet with you, I simply want to do two things. A, I want to meet you. I want to get to know you a little bit better, have a face-to-face so we can put a name to a face, get to know a little bit about you, have a conversation, let me know what you're thinking in terms of timeline, let me know what you're thinking in terms of how you want this to all play out. Um, And the second reason is to tour the home. Um, One of the things that I do when it comes to pricing your home, which we're going to talk about it in a second, is I have to pull comparables. Now, I can see just by looking on the computer what the outside of your home looks like. I can go to the county website and pull up certain details about your, your, your home. But to really price it the most accurately... I need to see your kitchen. I need to walk, you know, all the different floors. I need to see the layout. I need to see the backyard. I need to pull in and out of the driveway. I need to be able to do all those things. You need so to, you need to the, sleep. The, you need to sleep in the beds and rub your butt on the carpet and everything. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> 
that's a different service. But anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so we're 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 just touring the home. I'm I'm taking informal notes. I might snap a few informal pictures that are for nobody other than me, just so I can you know remember when I go back and I start looking at comparable properties. I can remember what your kitchen looks like. I can remember what your backyard looks like. And why I like this particular meeting is because one, it's very informal. If all the sellers can be there, great. If not, no worries. It's all good. But the reason I like it is because it gives me a chance to have a conversation with the seller about what their timeline is. Some Mm. sellers are not wanting to sell tomorrow or next week or even next month. Sometimes they say, hey, look, you know, um, you know, mom just passed away. And so it's time to sell the house, but it's three weeks before Thanksgiving. You know, the family's coming over for Thanksgiving. We're going to divvy up what we want to divvy up, take what we want to take. And then the week after Thanksgiving, we're going to have the estate sale. And then after the estate sale is done, we're going to donate the rest and we'll be ready to list the home. Those are great details for me to learn in that first step. So I know exactly kind of the lay of land and how we want to do this. So that way I'm not pestering you every three days going, are you ready to sell? You ready to sell? You ready to sell? <laughs> We've already had that conversation. And a caveat to that is also we can have the conversation that depending on what type of sale it is, we can talk about what paperwork I'm going to need for the file when it comes to listing. You know, um, I've had properties in the past that are estates. Great. I need the will. I need the, the, um, the, um, the short certificate that says who the executor is. Um, if it's an LLC that's listening to the property, I need the the uh, articles of incorporation and I need the operating agreement. And Lou, I'm sure you're going to be shocked by this. You would be stunned at the number of people that are like, what's an operating agreement? I don't know where that is. Good. You can now talk to your CPA and find out where it is because I'm going to need it before we list the property. Okay. So that's that. That's the beginning there, and uh, so the next step is pricing and marketing. So this is the second meeting we have. This is a little bit more formal. This is where I like to sit down and have a conversation um, with all of the sellers, whether it's you know spouses, siblings, you know sons and daughters and parents or however it is. I want to meet with all the interested parties, and we're going to split our. Um, time in half. The first thing that we're going to talk about is marketing. Um, As I've often said, you know, there may be a week or two in between meetings, a week or two in between conversations that you have with your realtor. And I promise you, we are not just sitting at home eating bonbons and drinking White Claws while we're waiting for our next meetings to occur. There are things going on. There are behind the scenes movements that are happening, preparing for your house to go on the market. So we're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about what we're going to do for you as far as, you know, uh, paper marketing, like creating brochures and postcards and flyers to the neighborhood, as as well as the online presence we're going to give you. So we're going to have that conversation. And then the second part of that conversation is we're going to talk about pricing. Um, The one thing I cannot stress enough is this. I am not a licensed appraiser. I am not here to tell you uh, how much your home is worth. It is not appropriate for me to come in and say, your home is worth $200,000. Boom, done. Okay. My job as the licensed realtor is to come in and say, okay, let's take a look at your neighborhood. This is what has sold in the last six months. You know, this house was three bedrooms, two and a half baths, 
2,000 square feet, and it sold for 300,000. You know, this house. And we look at the comparables and we say, okay, where do you see yourself fitting in based on what these other homes are sold for? Because at the end of the day, it is the seller's decision, not the realtor's, to decide where to price it. And I just help bring the information to you so that you can feel like you're making the best and wisest decision. If you are in a uh, a neighborhood where in the last six months, no house is sold for over 250000 and you decide to list for three seventy five in six months, you can't come back to me and say, why hasn't my house sold? And I can be like, because I told you. No house is sold over two hundred fifty thousand, and you wanted to list at three seventy five. So we talk about the pricing, and we get a feel for where we're going to be at price wise, and where we want to list it at. Okay, so we covered touring the home and getting the basic feel of you and the home and that situation, and we moved on to the second step, which was pricing, marketing, dealing with all that. So we're to the third step. What is the third step? The third step is where we make it officially official. This is the exciting day. The third (laughs) step is where we officially sign on the dotted line. I'm bringing the paperwork. You're signing on the dotted line. And what I tell people is this is the meeting that after we get together, your house is going to be live on the market within 24 to 48 hours. It's also the meeting that I'm going to be doing some other things. I'm going to work on starting to order the sign for the front yard. I'm going to bring the lockbox so that we can get a key in the lockbox so that other realtors can access the property. I'm going to bring my photographer and we're going to take pictures. This is where, no pun intended, it gets really real because once you sign, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't resist. <clears throat> yep. But yeah. It's uh, that that's where you sign on the dotted line and 24 to 48 hours later, it's going to be live on the market. It's going to be on Zillow. It's going to be on Realtor. It's going to be on Trulia. It's going to be on your neighbor's phone. It's going to be on your family's phone. They're going to be talking about, oh, we didn't know you had any idea of thinking about moving. It's it's going to be everywhere. And um, because there's just a lot of paperwork in 2020, I take a special day to just talk paperwork and sign so that we are there with clear uh open minds about what we're signing and we haven't had you know discussion about pricing or anything like that we've already addressed that and we can just take an hour to focus on the paperwork wow and how much time i mean i we, we you know because because i guess the time could vary right between this between these different steps because especially if you're saying on the first step well maybe the person is just kind of like thinking or uh you know you gave the example of you know somebody passes away we're waiting till after the holidays etc so typically like how much time though is between these uh these three steps yep that's a great that's a great question lou and the, and the reason i bring this up is because it is different for every um seller the way i set this up and it's one of the reasons why i established this three-step process the first step is whenever you want to call me over you call me up you say hey jason i'm thinking about selling great i'm going to come over we're going to go to the first step between the first step and the second step it is as long as you want it to be um if you say hey you know like the example i gave earlier it's the beginning of october mom has passed away you know it's time to sell mom's house you know Thanksgiving's going to roll around. The family's going to be there. You're going to divvy up the items. You're going to do the estate sale a week after that. And then after the estate sale is over, you're ready to put it on the market. Great. We can take 
We can wait seven, eight weeks. That's fine. And I deal with that with sellers all the time. Maybe they're doing a big renovation project. Maybe they're waiting for a big event to occur. You know, may, maybe they've got a string of four birthdays in the next two weeks and they want to get it on the market, but they need four weeks before, you know, uh, or two weeks to get through those four birthdays before they list it on the market. So it can be between step one and two, it can be as long as you want. Now, between step two and three, this is where we need to be a little more diligent with our time. I'm going to recommend no more than like one to two weeks in between steps two and three. And I'll tell you why we're talking about sales comparables in that pricing meeting. We're looking at what has recently sold. And so the problem is, is if let's say you get together in October to discuss um, the sales comparables that have recently sold in your neighborhood, great, that's fine. But then if we have that third meeting when you sign on the dotted line in April because something happened, well, we have to revisit because the comparables that we looked at in October aren't comparables anymore. They're old, they're outdated. And for better or for worse, when we get to March, we got to see what's been selling in the last couple of months yeah. from March, not October. Yep. So I always tell people second to third step, it really should be a couple of weeks so that when we go to put it on the market, we're looking at a fair market value from recent comps, not outdated comps. Well, a lot of stuff can change too, because I mean, just, we just look at, <laughs> just look at the year 2020, yeah. where things changed yeah. every the other day. The dumpster fire that was 2020. <laughs> yeah. But even without that, if you go too long, a season could have changed yep. and i know we know that that affects things a lot of different uh uh st st stuff could be happening that might affect that uh your bottom line with this so i, I could see why yeah you got to get this done in a, in a in a couple of weeks got to get yep. settled a absolutely yeah. absolutely and um and it's just it's smart for a lot of reasons to make sure that you keep the time minimal between that second and third step so any, what are the final thoughts on this? Because uh, this was, uh, you know, this was pretty easy to kind of digest the three steps. Give me three steps. Great, 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 uh, you know, way to remember it there. So what are your final uh, sort of thoughts or uh, suggestions or uh, comments on this? Yep. Something that we've been discussing over the last couple of episodes is that, and especially going back to a couple of episodes ago when, when we were talking with John Perry, you know, there, unfortunately there's a little bit of a, split in the real estate community. Um, there are a lot of professional real estate professionals out there that you can hire as your trusted advisor. They're going to sit down, they're going to listen, they're going to understand your wants and needs, and they're going to work with you in the timeline that suits your best needs. Um, and unfortunately, there are not. There are real estate agents out there who their only goal is to get the dotted line signed to, you know, it's a sales position to them. You know, they make money when they get the contract signed. Um, and that's how they see it. They see it as a sales mentality. The The final thought that I have is, like I said, there are a lot of amazing agents out there that maybe have a little bit of a different uh, timeline as far as the listing process goes than I do. A lot of amazing agents that, that their timeline works for them. All I'm going to say is whether you hire me or whether you hire another one of those uh, amazing agents, just make sure that you are hiring a professional, trusted real estate advisor that's going to listen to you and adhere to your timeline. If you want to meet with someone in October, knowing that you're not going to sell until March, you have that right as the seller. And there are agents out there who will work with you and work with your timeline and not pressure you to sign on the dotted line to list in the next three days. Find that agent that's willing to listen to you and willing to work with you on your timeline because you are the seller. You make the final decision. And on that, we're going to go ahead and close uh, for today. You know, 
having a a real estate advisor. We've been talk, we've actually mentioned this uh, several times throughout the uh, thirty one podcasts that we that we've done so far. <laughs> is having that guy on your team, and maybe the way to kind of get the ball rolling is this first thought. Uh, well, maybe, maybe I want to sell this place, you know, um, and to get that uh, relationship started. So the best way to do that with Jason is to give him a call or send him a text at 412-651-4638. Once again, that is 412-651-4638. Uh, his email is jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. He will move you right through the three steps. It will be very easy. Explain everything along the way. Treat your time. He will respect your timeline with regards to whatever your situation is because we all know that everybody's situation is a little bit different. So it's great to have somebody in your in your, uh, in your your uh, pocket there, in your, uh, in your court, who understands this stuff and is willing to work with you because you know we all know we love to work with folks like that because we know that like they're going to get the business you know the guy came out three months ago and you know really was cool about it and is you know not putting any big pressure on me and you know gave me all the information that i need that 90 percent of the time that's the guy i'm good that's the guy i'm going to call and jason is that guy so check him out we have uh tons of show notes as well that you can always uh go back and review things and these podcasts are easy to listen to so just Check them out. Um, something that I, f- I f- often forget to mention, and we try to get better at, is you know there. Uh, no matter what device you're listening to this on, because this is on uh, Apple uh, Music. It is on Spotify. It's on all the places. Everything has that little kind of uh, sideways V-shaped share button. So share the podcast because maybe you're not really thinking about uh, selling right now, or maybe you've already sold or you already bought or whatever, um, and you and you know you're trying to get some more information. But you probably have friends, or relatives, or whatever. Everybody's on social media. So this is a great way to sort of like ch- uh, l- let other folks know. We do really appreciate it uh, to just hit the hit your share button on whatever device you're listening to it on and share it to whatever social media platform that is that you that, that you like to interact on. So they're all out there, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, they're all they're, they're all out there, Parlor, whatever you like. Uh, hit that share button and uh, let your folks know that you are, you know, you're in the know because you're listening to the really real real estate podcast. Guys, uh, thanks. Th- thanks for hanging out. Uh, Jason, once again, very informative. Thank you so much. Ha- guys, have a great week and we'll catch you all on the next Really Real Real Estate Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.